You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Too much surprise. What the hell is Savage doing in Pleasantville? Should we begin? Another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week, Glenn and I and Aaron sit down to discuss the DC single shot, I guess, this week on the CW. It's just Legends of Tomorrow again, and uh, then the schedule gets weird, I believe, Glenn, right? Because I thought we were going to continue doing uh, Legends of Tomorrow until Flash and Arrow returned, but that's not happening. Flash and Arrow are returning next week, but Legends is not. Legends is returning. Correct. Legends is returning the week after that. Yep. Uh, this is going to test my ability to remember which number episode we're on. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. But at least we can knock this out of the park. Um, it's a uh, season one, episode eight of Legends of Tomorrow, called Night of the Hawk. And here we go. Uh, Rip and the team arrive in Aaron's old stomping grounds of the Pacific Northwest. Aaron, did you make any trips through uh, good old Oregon? Or or oh yeah, man. Is it Oregon or Oregon? Uh, They would say Oregon because they're a different kind of redneck up there. I see. Um, It's not exactly your old stomping grounds unless you were hopping around the territories in the late fifties, early sixties. Uh, you know, a lot of the towns still look the same. I mean, they still have the same, <laughs> you know, beliefs and value systems and all that. So they're really, they're really up on it. This, this episode really struck a chord with me because I was like, dude, those people are still the same just today. They they're fucking changed. assholes. They haven't changed. Yeah. Uh, the only place they really seem to care about other people are like, you know, near, uh, near the University of Oregon. Other than that, they don't really give a fuck in that state at all. Wow. Take that, yeah. Oregon. That's right. Oregon. Suck a dick, Portland. Uh, they arrive in 1958 to investigate a series of murders seemingly tied to Vandal Savage. Uh, they infiltrate a local mental institution where Sarah discovers that Savage is a doctor there under the name Curtis Knox. Uh, Ray and Kendra pose as a married couple, which doesn't arouse the suspicion of anyone, despite Kendra not being a completely white person in 1958. Now, uh, okay, one thing. Didn't interrupt. Now, sure. The people who are the legends, they are from the future, so they do know how people were like back in the day. Yeah. Just to just to blend, would they just change it up a bit and made Sarah the wife? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to, but, but the thing is, apparently it didn't matter. No, I, didn't I, I get draw... them taking the stand and all that, but yeah. you know, it's not you, you're not blending. Like that's the whole purpose is to be undetected and not. You know what I mean? The weird thing they're, is they're standing right out. The weird thing is though, it didn't draw an eye from anybody else. Nobody else thought it was strange, which was right. weird. They would have because Jefferson oh, Jackson. Yeah. Because Jefferson Jackson got treated like ass by some people. Well, I uh, mean, to be fair, it's not really that different, you know, these days. Oh, that is true as well. Uh, <laughs> um, they pose as a married couple to investigate a murder in a small suburban area, but discover that Savage is their next door neighbor. What are the odds? Do you think he actually mowed the lawn? Maybe. 
I mean, he's got nothing but time. He does have nothing but time. (laughs) Um, And Kendra knows that Savage notices her right away, and she has decided to play it off as she hasn't awoken yet, uh, and therefore Savage is uh, less suspicious of her. He knows exactly who she is, but apparently is under the, the assumption that she hasn't rediscovered her past lives yet. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jefferson is attacked by a humanoid bird-like creature created by Savage uh, from the mental uh, that they created in the mental hospital. This is from uh, a meteorite, the same type that gave Kendra and Carter their powers. Uh, while trying to get a wounded victim to the ship, Jefferson is abducted by the local sheriff and delivered to Savage. The team decides to go after Savage at the hospital where he has already infected Jefferson with the metal and has transformed him into one of the weird bird creature things. Uh, Kendra confronts Savage, but he almost kills her before Ray comes to her rescue. Uh, The rest of the team manages to capture Jefferson. Back on the ship, Dr. Stein and Gideon create a serum that cures him and the other victims. Then Kronos, that pesky bounty hunter, arrives and storms the ship which forces the Wave Rider to quickly leave, stranding Ray, Sarah, and Kendra back in 1958. Uh, Glenn, what did you think of Night of the Hawk? Good I time. didn't realize how stupid this episode sounded until you just laid it all out for me. But goddamn, did I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was very CW. It was very hand-fisted in its messages. Um, I get it. I understand, but I don't know why we have to constantly talk about how times were different. We all know. Everyone has seen a clip of Briar Rabbit in, you know, when it's told by a a man uh, named Jim Crow. So, like, (laughs) we all know these things existed and they happened. Sure. And it just see, I just get really tired of like every single time something like. It always has to be brought up. But I did like when they're at the diner and like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it, I just can't believe it was like this. And they're like, yeah, try being black. Try being a woman. And he's like, oh, I love it. It's so quite nice. Like, yeah, if you're a white man. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did enjoy that little banter. Um, but. And I, I liked a lot of the Ray and Kendra stuff. Uh, but. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm drawing blanks on the why I like this episode. Besides, it's just Legends Tomorrow, and it's just so goofy as hell. There was this this episode did have a distinct lack of McRory, which, by the way, they never actually. I think he's going to come back whenever they return. I think he's yeah. like cryogenically frozen or something on the ship. Like he's somewhere in the ship's hall, and then he busts out and saves them all, and then all is forgiven. Cause... Yeah, they they never they never really mentioned what happened to him. And I'm he's sure. not cut from the title cast either. So right. uh, they uh, they handled racism in a very CW fashion. I believe the white jocks uh, the the their attempt at racism was calling him was calling Jefferson I think a loser or something. Uh, because they can't say any of the other things. Yeah, see, that it would have takes its away when you when you do that. Yes, I mean, if you're gonna do that, at the very least, can you have like him get chased by them in a car, have him take some kid's little scooter and then turn into a skateboard, and then ride around the town square? 
as yeah. they crash into manure. Like, at least give me something fun with it. Yeah. Um. He well, he did introduce. Uh. He did introduce. Uh. The girl that he met to the world of. Uh. French fries dipped in a milkshake. Uh. Which I. I what is? What's with like? They did that in Arrow. This must be an inside joke. With it must be. I mean, look, I've done it before. It's actually pretty good. No, it's but... great. But I just, I wonder why this is the second time we've seen them <laughs> make this point about French fries and milkshakes. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> something. Somebody loves it. Like Berlanti's, like or whatever the guy's name, Greg. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He something. Something's got it. Like he must have an inside joke with somebody. And he just he's got to have it plugged in there every once in a while to yeah. you know like give the middle finger to like his ex or something. Uh, and of course, there was a scene where uh, Savage was like, "I realized who you were the whole time, and that you were fully aware of everything. How stupid do you think I am?" Although I think he said he didn't put it together until they stole the dagger from his house, yeah, or whatever it was. But I don't the know. Dagger. Aaron, Aaron, and he couldn't take the risk, you know. Aaron, what did you think of the episode? Um. It wasn't my favorite Legends episode. Uh, my I don't know. No. Uh, you know, it it was okay uh, for one of their episodes. It was definitely better than the last episode of Arrow I saw. Uh, <laughs> but not their best effort in my opinion. I get it. You know what I mean? You, you need, you know, some sort of a transitional episode like this to get to the next major, you know, arc. So yeah. it's understandable. I just, ah. I'm more yeah. interested to see what they do next. Yeah, I'm exactly. interested to see what happens with Ray and Sarah and Kendra and and being being stuck there, and uh, if Sarah continues her uh, relationship with the nurse that she brought out of the closet in 1958, which probably won't end bad at all. You know, well, I mean, not for Sarah because she gets to leave 1958. Yeah, that is true. Yes, I uh, it made me appreciate McRory and Captain Cold as a combo that much more. This episode did. I did. I did like. I did like Rip. And, uh, and yeah, their stuff was fun as G men. That was <laughs> awesome. Uh, that was that was cool. Uh, but outside of that, yeah. Uh, and I miss, yeah, I miss that that duo as well. Uh, let's do scores then. Uh, Glenn, uh, like three, three and a half. Okay, I gave it three and a quarter. Uh, Aaron, what, what would you say? Um, we'll go three and a quarter. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, we're like eight... it, but you know, I'm not gonna watch it again. Not that one. No. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, this is their worst episode. Yeah, this is the that's first, fair. This feels like the first real stumble they've had, but hey, this is their eighth episode in. Well, you know, last right. episode had Time Pirates. You know, how are you going to follow hey, that? Nothing wrong with Time Pirates. Come on, dude. How are you going to hand out Time Pirates? No, you can't. Um, all right, so... Have you ever uh, seen Ice Pirates? That movie still stands up. <laughs> I've not seen Ice Pirates. You really have never seen the movie Ice Pirates with Angelica Houston and uh, Ron Perlman? No. No. But I, and, uh, Spencer, uh, what was the guy's name from Spencer for Hire? He does like old man commercials now. Oh gosh! Oh, ball sure. sack. Anyway, but yeah, go watch Ice Pirates. It's from the '80s. It's so campy. I mean, but it's amazing. I, I was gonna say, is that making you feel slightly dated, or or? or you... I don't give a fuck what it makes me feel like. It's an amazing <laughs> movie. I'll stand by it. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> so no uh, so no legend. Christ, 1984. Fuck balls, man. Uh, man. Robert Yerick. That's the name I was searching for. Uh, so no legends next week, but we will come oh. back to discuss season two, episode 16 of the flash called trajectory and mm-hmm. season four, episode 16 of arrow called ball of mud and bullshit. Broken hearts. Is it bro- it's not even broken arrow. How, how come they haven't snuck that title in yet and had uh Christian Slater show up as a villain. 